Hello, friends. I am so excited to tell you that my new program, A Firm Foundation, is officially open for you to sign up for to work with me. I am so excited about this new program. It is called A Firm Foundation because I really do believe that we need to build our businesses like the rock, like the man on the rock, not like the sand. We need to create a business that has that root. The four things that I really feel are the proper foundation for your business. So if you are wanting to make impact, if you are wanting to grow your income and to have consistent money, to feel like your business is freeing and fun, to have confidence in your selling and in the way that you communicate, and to just feel like your business actually matches like who you are, the style that you have, the personality that you have, and you want to have like a sales strategy that really fits who you are, I really encourage you to join this program and come work with me in Affirm Foundation. We are going to cover, like I say, the four pillars, the four things that you really need to have in place in order to see your business grow. You need to know who you are, who you serve, what you sell, and how you grow. Those are the four pillars of this program, and that's what we're going to go through in eight weeks together one-on-one and in a Facebook group beyond that eight weeks so that we can really get those things shored up in place and secure for the future of your business. And I have a really, really special offer for the first four people that joined this program just to celebrate that this new thing has come into existence. Thank you, God, for the idea. Now that this is here to celebrate with that, um, the first four people that sign up to this program are going to get a huge, huge discount. They're going to get 50% off um, as the founding members of this program. And then after those four spots are filled, the program is still there. It's open enrollment. It'll just be at a higher price after those first four spots are gone. So if you are interested in working with me and you want to know whether this is the right fit, if you have more questions, go ahead and just send me an email. Send an email to hello at sarahbeisel.com and let's chat about it. There's no pressure to sign up if you don't feel it's the right fit. Um, but if you want to reach out, you want to ask some questions, um, see if the payment plan works for you, like all those things, send me, send me an email, hello at sarahbeisel.com and let's have a conversation about it. Um, and like I say, it's open enrollment. This isn't going away. This isn't like a, oh, you've only got like six days to sign up. This thing is one-on-one. You can sign up whenever you want to. But like I say, I just have that special deal for the first four people that sign up and those will, um, it will be open until those four spots are filled and then it will go to the, the regular full price after that. So get in touch. Let me know if you are interested and let's get started with that. Okay, we have a Bible study episode again today. I'm so excited to go through this with you. I was reading through Genesis recently with my Sunday school kids a couple months ago. And um, it was really, really important to share some of these thoughts and reflections that I had with them, um, with you, because they're really important to our business as well, as I was discovering and thinking about as I was taking my Sunday school kids through this story. So I wanted to share it on the podcast. Let's have a conversation. So we're going to be digging into some lessons from Abraham and the story of Isaac. So um, yeah, go grab yourself a coffee, maybe grab yourself a notebook if you want to journal and take some notes as we're going through this Bible study together. 
um, yeah, let's get started. Welcome to Faith-Filled Business, the podcast for Christian entrepreneurs who want to create a firm foundation as they grow their biblical businesses. Are you posting on social media but just hearing crickets? Or holding yourself back from posting how you really feel because you're afraid people will tune you out? Maybe you've been at this business thing for a while, but just feel like the thoughts aren't connecting and you're not making any money. You know God called you to run a business. So, here's the good news. If He called you, He's gifted you with a special something to help you stand out. All you've got to do is let it shine. Hey, I'm Sarah, wife, new mom, and a coffee addict. I'll blame the baby for that one. It's my mission to teach Christian business owners how to make money with authentic content and coffee. When I first started my business, I was afraid to show up as my full self online. So I copied everyone else, hoping that by using their strategy and messaging, I would follow in their success. But boy, was I wrong. It wasn't until I tapped into the gifts God gave me and created a brand message that really reflected who I was that I started making any money. Once I created a firm foundation for my business that was rooted in the anointing I had, everything felt light, fun, and easy. And now I'm going to help you get to that place too. You can have fun selling. You just need to tap into the gifts God gave you. So cozy on up with a coffee as we chat about creating a profitable business that's rooted in biblical truths. Let's get started. All right, let's dig into this story. This is the story about the sacrifice of Isaac. Um, this is from Genesis 22, and it's verses 1 to 18, I believe. Um, we're going to start, I'm just going to start by reading this story, um, just to keep it fresh in our mind before we get into some of the lessons um, that I was really reflecting on for, from this story. So, yeah, let me just read this to you real quick. So it says, after these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. Here I am, he answered. Take your son, he said, your only son Isaac, whom you love. Go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. So Abraham got up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took with him two of his young men and his son Isaac. He split wood for a burnt offering and set out to go to the place that God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there to worship then we'll come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac. In his hand, he took the fire and the knife and the two of them walked on together. Then Isaac spoke to his father Abraham and said, my father. And he replied, here I am, my son. Isaac said, the fire and the wood are here, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Then the two of them walked on together. When they arrived at the place that God had told him about, Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood. He bound his son Isaac and placed him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He replied, Here I am. Then he said, Do not lay a hand on the boy or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your only son from me. Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it as a burnt offering in place of his son. And Abraham named that place, the Lord will provide. So today it is said, it will be provided on the Lord's mountain. 
Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, this is the Lord's declaration. Because you have done this thing and have not withheld your only son, I will indeed bless you and make your offspring as numerous as the stars of the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your offspring will possess the city, the city gates of their enemies, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed by your offspring because you have obeyed my command. This story has a whole new depth to it, to me, now that I am a parent. Like, I look over there, my son's currently sitting, he's snoozing in his car seat right now because we just got back from a walk, and he's sleeping, and I look at him. And to think about taking him up a mountain and sacrificing him, I couldn't, I could not, I could not do that. <laughs> I just could not think about harming him in any way, let alone killing him. And yet that's what Abraham was willing to do. And it's just like the faith and trust that he, he must have to do that and to follow that command is just mind-blowing to me. Because yeah, as, as a parent, like I, this, whole, this story has a whole new, I have a whole new perspective on this story now. And it just really like blows me away. That isn't even the main lessons that I want to think about here. But that's just something as I'm reading this through again and looking over at my son. It's like, ah, oh my gosh, Abraham, what are you up to? Ooh, here's the four lessons that I want to reflect on with you today. Because I think there are things that we can all do better at and things that are very important to us as not only just as people and as people trying to um, follow God, but as as business owners as well. These are very good lessons and things to remind ourselves of in the business world as well. So the first lesson here is that the obedience is immediate, right? God says, I want you to go to this mountain and sacrifice your son. And Abraham goes, okay. And off he goes. He prepares himself and off he goes. There's no back and forth. There's no arguing with God. There's no nothing. Now, obviously, like, this is a story. We're not, we, we maybe don't have all the context and maybe, you know, he had some inner turmoil that we don't know about. But we also know from other Bible stories that when people wrestle with God, it's in the Bible. Like, look at all of, all of Job, for example. There's a whole back and forth and, like, Job just, you know, not complaining, but, you know, are arguing with God. And there's wrestles, people that actually wrestle and, and fight with God. So if there was any, like, backlash or any questioning from Abraham, I believe it would have been included in here because it been, those things have been included in other places of the Bible. So the fact that there's no back and forth, there's no questioning, there's no hesitation, really makes me think that Abraham just said, okay, let's go. And that's crazy to me to think about. The obedience is immediate. God called him to do something and he said, yes, okay, I'm going to do it. And I think, do I do that in my business? Do I do that in my life? I don't think so. I don't think so. When, you, when God calls you, answer. Like, that's how it should work, right? Like, God says, I want you to do this business. And you should say, okay, let's do the business. God said, start a podcast. Did I start the podcast straight away? I didn't start the podcast straight away. Like, that's what I think about. I, I felt the call to start a podcast really in the kind of spring 
of 2022, mid-spring. And I went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and I didn't start it until July because I was afraid. And I, I thought, well, I can't do this, or, oh, it's going to be too much effort. It's going to be too busy. It's going to be too this, too that. I'm, you know, whatever excuse came to mind. And so I delayed and I delayed and I delayed. I didn't just immediately answer that call. And that's one of my personal res resolutions for this year is to be much more immediately obedient when I really feel God has called me to something. There's a difference here. Like, let's just be clear. If you're not sure if that calling has come from God or if it's just a thought that you've thought of or whether it's something that even the enemy has come up with and has tempted you with, if you're still in that period of trying to discern whether what you're hearing is actually from God or not, that's a different story. But if you get that nudging, you get that feeling, you get that instinct and that intuition that's from God, there needs to be an immediate obedience. That's, that's what this story is telling us. Lesson number two that I'm reflecting on in this story is that there is obedience despite how difficult the command is. This is the thing that's really sticking out to me so much more than it ever has before. No parent in the world wants to see their child die, let alone be the one to cause that death, right? That's just, unless you're a very corrupt parent, that is just not something that you ever think about. It's your worst fear. Your absolute worst nightmare is your child getting hurt or getting killed. Never mind by your hand. And despite how difficult this is, despite how horrible of a thing this is, Abraham is obedient and is like, yep, I trust you, God. I'm going to do this thing. I don't care how difficult it is. You've asked me to do it, so I'm going to do it. And how often do we do that in our lives when things are difficult? How often do we actually stay obedient to that calling? God asks me to start a business and it's like, okay, but how do I do that? That seems scary. <laughs> that seems hard. That seems like I'm going to struggle for a little while. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should, maybe I should do this instead. Maybe I should wait. Maybe I should, you know, X, Y, Z. Like, no, it doesn't matter how hard it is. If God calls you to do it, you do it, right? It, it may be scary, but we still have to. And despite how difficult the command is, if God has asked us to do it, it's our obligation to follow through. The third lesson that I have here, Abraham believes completely that God will provide. When his son asks him, where's the sacrifice? Abraham doesn't say, you're the sacrifice. He says, God will provide the sacrifice. Now, maybe he's also just trying to reassure his child and not like panic him or whatever, right? But he's, he completely believes that God is going to provide that sacrifice for him so that he doesn't have to sacrifice his son. Like, that's his belief throughout this whole thing, is that God has asked me to sacrifice my child. I believe he's going to provide an alternate. I will, I will sacrifice this child, but I believe that there's going to be a way. And I'm going to just trust that God will provide that way. Man, that one is hard. I think that for me, the belief thing is so hard sometimes. I don't know about you, 
But having that wholehearted, full, complete belief and faith that God will provide is terrifying sometimes. It's so terrifying. I'm a bit of a control freak. So I think for me, it's extra terrifying. If you're the kind of personality like me where you like to be in control of things, like you don't even like someone else putting the dishes away because you want to make sure the dishes go in the spot that they're supposed to go in. That's the kind of person I am. <laughs> Letting go of that trust is hard. It's scary and it's terrifying. And yet, this is so important. God calls for that complete faith, that complete trust in him. The complete belief that he will provide. No worries, no doubts, no ifs or buts. Just that God will provide. He will make it so. It will happen. And that's something that I know I need to work on. And I, 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 love, I find that challenge so refreshing because it is such a heart challenge. It's such a heart check for me to really process and really reflect on whether I'm completely giving that faith that God will provide things for me. I say it. I say it. I'll be like, yeah, I believe God's going to provide this thing. He's going to provide the finances. He's going to provide for our needs. But then my brain just like goes into like overdrive and it's like, okay, well, what about this? And what about this? And oh my goodness, I'm, I'm afraid. And oh, this bill's not come through. And oh, we've got this thing. And oh, we've got this thing. It's like, no, 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 no. Slow the brain down. Still the mind. Get rid of those anxious thoughts. Hand them over to God and say, I trust. I surrender these thoughts. I really feel like this is a very common struggle among a lot of Christians right now. I don't feel like it's pressing on my heart to talk about this just because, just because of my own experiences alone. I really feel like this is something a lot of us are struggling with in the midst of all of this crazy inflation, in the aftermath of a pandemic that has really flipped the world around um, for better and worse. And there's so much uncertainty and confusion and longing for what, what was before and so much confusion about what this new like, future could potentially be with all these things that are changed and different and all sorts. And it's a, it's a, it's a time where complete faith in God is more needed than ever. And it's my challenge to myself heading into this year to be much more wholeheartedly trustworthy or trusting of God and his provision for things. And I really hope that if you're in that same position as me, that you take that same time and that same challenge to yourself, to, to, to challenge yourself to focus on a complete faith. <laughs> we'll be there together working on ourselves. Ooh, okay, the fourth lesson, the final thing from this passage was that blessings follow the obedience. Right, Abraham was completely obedient to the end. He had his child strapped down and ready to be sacrificed. He was obedient to the end, and because of that, A, he didn't have to sacrifice his son, which is blessing enough. But above and beyond that, then, it's like 
your offspring are going to be blessed for this. Your whole family for generations to come are going to be blessed because of this obedience for generations to come. And that's the thing that gets me, especially as a business owner. I'm not just doing this for me, right? Like when I think about the things that I want to accomplish with this business, so many of my my goals are generational goals. Like I'll share one, just one example. I, me and my husband really want to purchase a really big like ranch property at some point whenever the right place comes up and whenever we've got the finances for it. We really want to buy like several hundred acres, like massive ranch property. And part of my motivation for that is I want that there to be a space, not only for, you know, my family now to live, to raise our children and all of that, but for our children to build homes on and live if they want to, for our grandchildren to live on if they want to. I want this property to be something that becomes something for our family, not just us in the in the short term, in the space of our lifetimes, but for our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, however far into the future that goes. This is a space for our whole family into the future. And this is an idea, this is the idea of generational blessings, right? If I am obedient to God now, if I am following his direction and his commands now for this business and I grow the business the way that he leads me to and I am obedient completely to that this is one way that he may bless me and bless me for generations to come with this property as an example now maybe that's not in God's plan and that's fine but just as an example of something that we are really thinking about and seeking that's just one way that a general ble- generational blessing could occur. And that's going to look different for every single person, right? But if we are obedient to God, he will bless us and he will bless generations to come in one way or another, whether that's financial blessings or good health blessings or, you know, like this property and having like somewhere for there to be a home, you know, whatever those blessings look like, they're going to be different for all of us, but by being obedient, we can see those blessings for generations to come. So I love this passage. I, I really love some like Genesis in the Old Testament. There's so much rich, richness and so much goodness in there. And I have really like grown to be a huge fan of Abraham's stories specifically. There's so much in there. And as I pour into it more and reflect more and learn more things, I'm going to bring them to you and share those reflections with you as they relate to business things. Um, I pray you're like, you're, I just pray you're blessed by this and that you're encouraged um, and challenged in a good way <laughs> to reflect on your own faith journey and your own obedience in relation to your business. Um, And I just pray that you can be more obedient and that you can be more open and more confident and more fully believing. I pray that over myself. I pray that over you as well. Have a 
wonderful rest of your day. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for hanging out. If this conversation blessed you in any way, would you do me a huge favor and go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review? It's the only real way I get to know that you're enjoying the show and I know what episodes you like, what content you're interested in. Um, it would be so meaningful to me to hear from you. Also, be sure to head over to facebook.com slash groups slash Sarah B community to join the faith-filled business community. It would be such an honor to hang out with you there too. Have a lovely rest of your day and I will see you in the next